Shalom Bracha, this is Chazar Shir number 8, where Bistiyat Deshmai will be discussing two things. Number one is what is the modern day calculation of Kviya Suda? And number two is when encountering various pastries uh, in our day to day life, which category do they fall under? Do they fall under bread? Do they fall under Pasa Baba Kisne? Or do they fall under uh, what's considered Tafshal Mizono? So let's begin. In order to begin, we'll have another brief introduction where we learned Chazar uh, of what we did last week. Last week we saw that if you have Kazai bread, you need a wash, Al-Til Sadaim and Hamotzi. If you have Pasa Baba Kisni, Pasa Baba Kisni is something that resembles bread, but it's not really bread. I mean, it's eating on the go. And the Shulchan gives three explanations. Either it's dough that's stuffed with fruit, or the dough itself is made sweet, or it's something that's crunchy. If a person eats that on the go, less than Kviya Suda, the Allah he makes a Mezonus and Alamecha. If he's Kviya Suda, the Allah he needs to wash and he needs to bench. With regards to Tafshul Mezonus, Tafshul Mezonus is a third category that doesn't resemble bread at all. And there the Allah is, even if you are Kviya Suda, even if you eat a ton of it, the halach is that you just make a mizonos and an almicha. So back to our case of Pasa Baba Kisni. Pasa Baba Kisni, one of those three categories of things that are eaten on the go, but if you do settle in for a meal, the halach is that you need to wash and bench before eating it. So the question becomes, what is considered, what is the amount of kviyasuda? So here the Mishabura brought two explanations. Explanation number one was that kviyasuda is four eggs worth of Pasa Baba Kisni. The, however, he quotes the Gra and other achronim who say, that, no, it's not four eggs worth, it's, it's more. It's actually the amount that a person would settle in either for breakfast or for supper. What is exactly that amount that a person will settle in for breakfast or for supper? So we saw the Shulchan Aruch Rav said 22 eggs. Ramosha said the custom in that region of what people, <coughs> excuse me, of what people would eat for breakfast or for supper. Lemaisam, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. That's think we don't know exactly what's considered Kviyasuda. We have a machlokas. Is it four eggs? Or is it this amount that people settle in for, for breakfast or for lunch? The halach is that a person should try to avoid eating more than four eggs worth of, of a, a pasta babi kisni. So the first thing we need to identify is what is considered four eggs worth. Okay, that, meaning what is the amount in our modern day calculation is that a person shouldn't eat over it. And then we need to determine what's the amount of kviyasuda l'kuliyama. Meaning we're going to see that the majority of the achronim do not go with the Shulchan Aruch of 22 acts. Rather they go with Ramosha of what is the common amount that in that region people will settle in for, for a meal. And we need to figure out how much is that? What is that in our modern day terms? And then the third thing we need to figure out is what happens if a person is in the middle, meaning he eats more than four eggs worth, but he eats less than the amount of kviyasuda. So let's begin. We saw uh, three different opinions of how much, uh, what is the modern day calculation of an egg. Either it's 50 cc according to the Chazanish, Reb Chaim Nas says 57, and Yalk Yosef says um, that it's 54 grams. So the Piskei quickly points out that the Ashkenazim are giving a measurement in volume, and the Sephardim are giving a measurement in in weight, and that is something that is universal. Whenever the Gemara says a kizai, a kibitza, a kigorgeres, some sort of shear, so Ashkenazim usually view it as a, as a measurement in volume, and Sfardim usually understand it as a measurement in. In weight. And the Piski Tshuva says, within Ashkenazin, who view it as a measurement in volume, so then there's a machlokas of how do we view this volume? Do we view it as a condensed volume or do we view it as the volume of what it is? For example, you have sponge cake, right? So if you have 200 cc of sponge cake, you can condense that probably into, you know, 5 or 10 cc, maybe even less. Right, so, so how do we do that? So says the Piskei Shuvah, with regards to food, with regards to this sigya of, of Pasa Baba where the whole sigya is revolving around the fact of, am I obligated to wash and bench. So where does the chiv of washing and benching come from? From the Pasuk. That says, which means that only if you're satiated. Now the whole of the donut or the air in the 
in the sponge cake, that doesn't fill you up. So obviously the measurements over here are going to be condensed. And therefore the Piskei Tshuva says that what comes out lemaisa, 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 is that both according to Ashkenazim and, aboard, and according to Sephardim, the amount of four eggs is between 200 and 230 grams, which is the weight, 200 and 230 grams of uh, of, uh, of pasta baba kisne. Piskachuva says, what's so, so that's four eggs. So I shouldn't eat more than four eggs, meaning more than 200 grams slash 230 grams of pasta baba kisne, because then I'm in Suffolk land. What's the amount that people for sure settle in for a meal where Lekulialna would have to wash before and have to bench afterwards? So here there's a lot of different sheetas. We quoted the Piskachuva, we're choosing one. Uh, and that he says that the amount of Kviya Suda is 345 grams, which means Lekulialna, if you eat above 345 grams, the halach is that you need to wash and to, uh, and to bench. So the question for Ashkenazim becomes, is what happens if you eat above 200 grams, but less than 345. You're in that middle area. What do you do in such a, in such a case? According to Sfarnim, it's very simple. The Yalkatios of Paskins, he says, four eggs is 217 gram. You should not eat more than 217 gram. The moment you're above 217 gram, you need to wash and you need to bench. But within Ashkenazim, Ashkenazim, we have this limbo ground that brought about by the Mishabura who says don't eat more than 4x, right? Because it's a suffix. So here, here we have, we have a shayla under 200 gram, we know it's a mizonus and al Above 345, we know we need a wash, we need a bench. What's that lacha in that middle ground? So the Vizosa Bracha explains that it depends if you're full or not. If you're full, the halacha is you need to bench. And if you're not full, if you're still, you know, let's say I ate 300 grams and I'm not full, the halacha is I want to make an al end. Where does this come from? So the basis for this opinion is from the from the, the Shulchan Aruch, who gives us three explanations of what's considered pas above kisni, right? So we said that there's three reasons, three explanations. One is that it's dough that's stuffed. Two, the dough is made sweet. And three, it's like a cracker-like form. So let's say I have a pastry that is regular dough and it's stuffed, right? But it doesn't fill the other two criteria. So according to the other two criteria, what is that pastry that's stuffed with fruit? According to the second criteria, it's mamish bread. Or according to the third criteria, it's also mamish bread, right? So the halacha, so what we're going to say is, is suffix the rice l'chumra in this middle case, meaning since there are shitas. So let's say I eat 300 gram of this pastry that is stuffed with fruit and I'm full. So according to that first shita, what I ate is a pasta babakisti and it's a suffix whether uh, I was kovasud or not. So l'chumra, I would not need to bench. But since the other two opinions hold that what I ate is really considered bread, because for them, what's considered pasta babakisti either that the dough is made sweet or that it's cracker-like, but something that's stuffed with fruit, that's mamish bread. So according to those shitas, what I ate is bread. And since I'm full, even though it's in 300 grams, there's a suffix the rice here because it says in the Pasuk, v'achalta v'savata u'birachta, the moment that I'm full, I v'chiv the rice to bench. And therefore, I would have to bench in this limbo ground. In other words, if I eat, so let's summarize, if I eat less than 200 grams, and whether I'm full or not, it doesn't make a difference. Chazal said, I only make a mizonus and al Why? Because eating a small amount of what's considered pasabab kisni, the luck is that you make a mizonos and you make an al If I eat above 345 grams here also, Shulchan Aruch says, doesn't make a difference if I'm full or not. The luck is that you need a bench because that's considered kviya suda for more people, for the majority of people. When it's in this limbo ground, when it's in between the 200 and 345, so then it's going to depend if I'm full or not. If I'm full, we say, and I'm going to have to bench. Uh, and if I'm not full, so then I just recite, uh, I just recited an alamech. Everything that we just discussed now was only with regards to um, eating just pasta baba kisni. But let's say I had 100 grams worth of pasta baba kisni, and then I had, you know, more of potato kugel, and I had another 
150 grams, another 200 grams of, uh, of pasta babakisni, uh, I had 200 grams of, of potato kogo or things that are not pasta babakisni. So would that be mitzdarif to the shi or not? So this is also what we discussed last week. That all depend. According to Sephardim, it's never mitzdarif. According to Ashkenazim, it is mitzdarif. But we saw over there, shitas that are mekel, that if you're eating it on the fly, or if it's not mamish eaten together with a pasta babakisni, it's not eaten as like a sandwich with, uh, with, with the crackers that I have, so then it's not going to be um, it's not going to be mitzvah. So that's the sugya. That's the amount, the measurement that's important to know. So again, under 200 grams, mizonos and alamechia. Above 345, the halacha is I wash and I bench. In between 200 and 345. So it depends whether I, um, it depends whether I'm kovah su'uda, uh, whether, excuse me, whether I'm full or not. If I'm full, the halacha is I need a bench. If I'm still hungry, the halacha is I make a mizonos and I make it alamechia. At the, at the end. With regards to Sephardim, all that was with regards to Ashkenazim. With regards to Sephardim, if it's under 217 grams, I make uh, Mizonos. If it's above 217 grams, you wash and you make uh, Hamotz Lechem and Arts. Then the next thing we discuss is what happens if I change my mind in the middle. Right? I'm having, I walk into the house and there's a platter of Barakas on the kitchen table. And I go in and I say, you know what? I'm only going to have one Barakas. I'm going to make uh, Mizonos. I'm on a diet. I'm only going to have one. And then after I have one, and let's say one is 100 grams. Okay, let's say one, one, one brekas is, uh, is 100 grand. Then I decide, you know, I'm going to have much more. I'm going to be kuvas to uda on it. What do I do at that, at that point? So the maskana of the Shulchan Aruch, and the way the Mishabruah explains the Shulchan Aruch is as follows. If I'm planning on eating another 345 grams, meaning if I have in front of me another amount of kuvas to uda, the luck is I need a wash, I need to make an alatila sadaim, I need to make a moti, I eat the other 345 grams, and then I bench at the end. Why? Just like any other time that I approach an amount of of uh, of pasta babakisni, where the Allah is that I would have to make uh, that I would have to make that I have to wash before, and I would have to make a hamotzi, and 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 uh, and bench at the end. However, what happens if I ate hundred gram, and then in front of me is another two hundred and fifty gram, right? So it, the in conjunction of what I ate and what I'm planning to eat, it's going to be above three forty five. Right? So in such a situation, says the Mishabura that I do not wash, but I need to make a Mizonos beforehand. And then when I'm done eating the other 250 gram, I need a bench at the end. And, and the Sharatino explains, he says why. He says, when I walked in and I had that first Barakas, I made a Mizonos on the first Barakas by the mere fact that I made a Mizonos, even though in front of me at that moment, there was 350 grams of, of Barakas. But since I made a Mizonos on that Barakas, what was I saying? I was basically saying, I'm not going to eat from the rest. I'm not going to eat from, from the entire platter because if I am, what should I really be doing now? I should really be washing. Right? So by the mere fact that I made a Mizonos, it was to the exclusion of everything else. So now when I come to, now when I changed my mind and I say, okay, I am going to eat the rest. So now I need to make a new, uh, a new Mizonos. So I make a new Mizonos, not a Hamotzi because I don't have in front of me a shear of Kviya Suda. And then at the end when I'm done and, I'm, and I ate 350 grams, so then I'm going to be obligated to, uh, to bend. So that was the first part of the shear. Uh, discussing uh, discussing the exact measurements, the modern day measurements of what's considered uh, what's considered kviyasuda, the four eggs or above that, uh, and that was hopefully be started the Shemaya very clear. The next thing that we discussed in the Shia, uh, and this is probably the most crucial part uh, that we're going to learn about pasta babakisting, and that is how to identify the various pastries that we encounter on our day to day on our day to day basis, right? Because 
If something is bread, it doesn't make a difference if I'm eating it on the run or on the go or whatever. You have to wash and make amotzi, right? If something is pasta babakistni, I need to be conscious how much am I eating? Am I eating above 345? Am I eating above 200 grams, right? I need to be conscious am I being kovasud or not? But if the thing that's in front of me is a tafshil mazonos, which doesn't resemble bread at all, so then the Allah is going to be that I don't need to worry about anything. I can fresh avak, I can eat as much as I want. And at that, I'm going to make an almichya. So it's very important to be able to identify what's considered bread, what's considered pasta babakistni. And what's considered, uh, what's considered uh, So what we did was, was we went quickly through all the various se'ifim that discuss this in Simen Kuf Samachas, uh, and hopefully we'll have a, a clear understanding of what everything, of, of how to identify each, uh, each one. And then in the subsequent Shur Misiyat we'll be able to take modern day uh, examples and be able to plug them in to this, uh, to this framework that we're building now from, from the, the Shulchan Ar. So just as another introduction, Bread is made out of thick dough that's placed in the oven. That's the kulema. You have bread, which is made out of flour and water, which you put in the oven. That's bread, the kuli alma. Those are the two distinguishing qualities of bread. Flour, water, in an oven. The Shulchan Aruch is going to discuss what happens if you don't have a thick batter, if you have a loose batter. So loose batter, that's not necessarily bread. Or what happens if you're not putting it in the oven, but you're deep frying it? What's the halachas in all these different cases? Would that give it the din of tafshul mazonos? Would that give it the, the, the din of, uh, of pasta babakisni? So that's what we... Uh, that's so we discussed. So we saw in Simen uh, Chas where the Shulchan Aruch straight out. If you have thick batter that's made in an oven, that's considered bread. And then the Shulchan Aruch continues and he says if the batter is loose but it's baked, so then if it's, you know, if, and it's baked thin, so the Allah is that it's going to be considered pasta babakisni where if you're kovasud, you need to wash and bench. If not, it's going to be uh, just a mizonos. It's going to be a mizonos and, uh, and an al Then we just went to the Shulchan Aruch and Sifir Gimel. Shulchan Aruch and Sifir Gimel quoted Allah. What happens if you have a thick batter, which represents bread, but instead of putting it in the oven, what do you do? You deep fry it or you put it in, uh, in a pot filled with water. So now you're not making it like bread is made. So the first shita that's brought in the Shulchan Aruch, the Stam, says that that's not considered bread. Tafshel mizonos. You can eat that from today until tomorrow. You make a mezonos and you make an al at the end. However, the Shulchan brings the Yesh Omrim that says, no, that's considered mamish bread. You're taking a thick batter, you're putting it in water, and that's considered, uh, that's considered bread. The Ramah himself says, the custom is to be mekel. However, the Shulchan adds line and says, which is something that we should all strive to do, uh, should eat this food, this pastry, whatever this is, in a meal. Why? Since according to one mandamar, it's mamish bread, since according to the Yesh Omer, in the Shulchan Aruch, it's mamish considered bread. So we don't want to, by accident, according to him, eat bread outside of a meal without washing properly. So therefore, a person should sit down, wash on something that's for sure eating considered bread, and then, uh, and then eat, this, uh, eat this thing. Now, the Ramah points out at the end, and he says that when discussing this thing that's deep fried, and whether it's bread or not bread, that's only when the dough is made out of flour and water, right? But if the dough is made with sweetener, like our sufganiyot that has a lot of extra flavoring that's added to it, so then the best that it can be, I meaning according to the stam in the Shulchan Aruch, it's still going to be a taf mazonos. But according to the, the you know, the, the more machmer opinion, the Yesh Omrim, where the Shulchan Aruch says that a Yerishimayim should be machmer like him, at best it's going to be considered <clears throat> a pasababakisni. The Ramah also adds, and he says that something that's, that's cooked in water or something that's deep fried that doesn't resemble bread at all, and he says, for example, pasta, there the halacha is that, uh, that you would not need to, um, uh, that it's considered tafshal mazonos, where you can eat a ton of it and it's going to be a mazonos and it's going to be uh, an alamichia, uh, an alamichia at the, 
at the end. The next thing we saw is the Shulchan Aruch and Sifi Dalit, who says that something that is, that, is, um, that is first cooked in water and then baked in an oven, for example, a bagel. Again, we're dealing with a bagel made out of flour and water. The halach is that's going to be considered bread l'chol davar. Here the, the Ramah adds two other dinim. He adds one din who says that if you have a loose batter and you bake it in the oven and it comes out thick, uh, you put it, you know, it's, it, it's a thick, it's a comes out thick, so then it's considered bread. Meaning in Sifchas, we learn that if you put a loose batter in the oven and it comes out thin, it's going to be considered mizonos. Here we're saying that if it's thick, it resembles more bread, and therefore it's going to be considered, um, it's going to be considered mizonos. Secondly, uh, what we learn from, from, uh, from the Ramah over here, he says that if I'm cooking something in a pot, even though it's in a pot, if there's no liquid in the pot, or there's a minimal amount of liquid, like I, you just put, you know, you spray Pam so it doesn't stick, that's considered like an oven, uh, that it's going to be considered uh, where, where, it's, where when you put the batter inside, it will be considered like you're making, like you're making bread. And the last thing that the Ramah adds is that everyone agrees that if you deep fry a loose batter, that's considered a tafshal mizonus. The Shulchan Aruch and Siftes Vav describes a crepe. He says a crepe where you basically have a loose batter that you put it super, super thin or blintzes. All those things are considered tafshal mizonus, where the halach is that you do not need to, uh, where the halach is that it's considered a mizonus and you make an al at the end, whether you eat a lot or whether you eat uh, a little bit. The last Shulchan Aruch that we saw was the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Yazayin, and this was the earth-shattering uh, Shulchan Aruch, who basically says that if you have a thick pastry, and in the pastry, uh, you put, you have a thick dough, right? And before you, you bake the dough in the oven, you put inside meat or fish or cheese. In other words, like a, like a cheese calazone. And then you put it into the oven. That's considered bread. You make amotzi on it. So the Mishabruah quotes the Magan Avram and he says, one second, how is this different than Pasta Baba Kisni? Pasta Baba Kisni is considered, you have dough that you stuff and you stuff with fruits and, 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 uh, and whatever, right? And that's considered Pasta Baba Kisni. So why here when I'm stuffing it with meat, is it not considered uh, is not considered pasta baba kisni. So the Magan Avram, quoted by the Mishabur answer, he says it depends, right? When you stuff it with fruits, that's usually a dessert. That's something that's eaten on the go. But when I make a cheese calazone or I make a meat calazone, that's what I have for supper. And since you, those are both things that you have in a meal, cheese and fish and meat, right? So therefore, those are things that, so therefore it's considered bread l'chol davar. And the halach is that I would need, <clears throat> I would need to wash even if I take a bite of it. The Taz argues on this Magan Avram, which is very important to know. And the Taz says, anything that's stuffed is considered Pasa Baba Kisni. It doesn't make a difference if it's stuffed with meat or with cheese or whatever. So here, when the Shulchan Aruch says that something that's stuffed, the Allah is uh, that you need to wash events, says the Taz, what's that referring to? That's referring to a case of, of uh, that's referring to uh, if you're a kovasud, if you're a kovasud on this stuffed meat dish, you would have to, you would have to, um, you'd have to wash, you wouldn't have to bench at the, at the end. So those were basically the, the, the rules, the, the gradations that we saw in the, in the Shulchan Aruch, throughout the Shulchan Aruch. And we made this chart, uh, that you should be getting. Um, and, and the, the goal of this chart is that you'll be able to look at the chart and basically say, identify the pastry that's in front of you and ask yourself, how was it made? Was it made with a, with a sweet sauce, with, with uh, sweet content in the dough? Was it, was it uh, a thick batter? Was it a loose batter? Was it deep fried? Was it put into the oven? And based on the criteria, you'll be able to plug it into the, into the correct box and know exactly uh, whether you need to make a mizonos on it, whether it's pasta baba kisni, whether it's bread, or whether it's considered a tafshil of mizon. So what we did was we, just, we started off with, with one example, and that is pizza. Every Jew wants to know what bracha do you make on pizza. So in reality, pizza, there's three different types of pizza. There's pizza that where the pizza dough is made out of um, water and flour. That's your, I would say, the, the majority of pizza restaurants, for sure in Chutzarts, the pizza dough is made out of uh, water and flour. Then you have a bunch of 
pizzerias here in Israel where they'll make the dough out of fruit juice, meaning the, the, the dough itself has the liquid part has at least 51% fruit juice, uh, where that lakuliyama is going to be pasta babakisni. And then we have a third type of, of, of pizza, and that's the frozen pizza that you buy in the frozen section in the supermarket and you make in your house. So the frozen pizza we'll discuss next to Pistia but we'll discuss now is is the pizza. So we'll, we'll, is, is the two types of pizza. So let's start with the first type of pizza, and that is pizza dough that's made just with flour and water. So if you take the, you have pizza dough. Pizza dough is considered what? It's a thick batter. What do you do with that pizza dough that's a thick batter? You put it into the oven, right? You take pizza dough, you put it into the oven. What's halacha? You have thick pizza, thick dough that you put into the oven, the chora, that's considered bread. How is this different than bread? It's different than bread because first I put the sauce on and then I put the cheese and sometimes I'll add also other toppings on my pizza as well. So what's the halacha in such a situation? So this would seem to fit into box E1, which is the Shulchan Aruch in Seif Yedzayin, where here the Shulchan Aruch in Seif Yedzayin basically says that if I have dough that I stuff with meat or with cheese. In our case, I'm, instead of stuffing it, I'm putting it on top. The halach is that it's considered bread l'choldavr, right? Because it's something, and says the Mishabura, why is this different than pasta babakisni that has, that has, you know, stuffed with fruit? Because this is something that people settle in for a meal and people would settle in for a meal of pizza. So therefore, there are many, many achronim who say that pizza is mamish the case of the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Zayin, where the halach is that you need to wash even if you take a bite, that means the, your kids are eating pizza and all you want to do is take a, you know, a piece of the crust. What's Allah? You have to wash first. You have to make an al-til sadaim, a motzi, and then eat the piece of the, of the crust. Uh, so, and this is how the Vizoch Sabrach, Rav Shlomo Zalman, Rav Sheinberg, the River of Safraim, Chuvisa, Anagos, the Yalkut Yosef, and Rav Shachter Paskin, Allah, Lemaisa, that pizza is considered bread, Lecholdavar, uh, Lemaisa. We know that there are a lot of people who do not wash on, on pizza. And why is that? So we saw one explanation from Rav Asher Weiss. Rav Asher Weiss said that the three shitas, he quoted from some of the achronim, says that the three shitas that are in the Shulchan Aruch of what's considered pasta babakisni, something that's stuffed, something where the dough is made sweet or a cracker, those three shitas are not arguing with one another. Rather, each generation described some sort of food where in that generation it was both eaten on the fly and also sometimes people settled in for a meal. And therefore, says Rav Asher, quoting the, the Derech Chaim, he says that every generation there is going to be that food that is sometimes eaten on the run and sometimes settled in for a meal. And that food is going to be considered possible because And therefore, what fits that criteria in our generation? That's pizza. Sometimes people will eat a slice on the go and sometimes they'll settle in uh, for a meal and therefore have the din of pasta babakisni where under 200 grams will be mizdonos. And above that is all the questions that we discussed beforehand. Um, some others wanted to rely on the, on, on the Taz that we quoted, right? We mentioned that the Taz argues on the Magen Avram and in Sif Yedzayin he explains that when the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that you have a Pashtida, you have dough that's stuffed with meat or with cheese or whatever, where the Allah is that you need to make uh, where, where the luck is that, that it's um, that it's a motzi. There the, shulch, the Taz learns that if he's saying, why do you need to make a motzi over there? It's really pasta babakisni. He says, yeah, it's pasta babakisni, but over there you were koves uda. In other words, the Taz learns that anytime you have dough that's stuffed with anything, with meat, with cheese or whatever, it's considered pasta babakisni. Uh, and therefore, pizza would be considered pasta babakisni. And this is how the Archa Shulchan Paskin is also. Awesome. But it would seem that the majority of the postkim uh, do write and do say that, uh, that pizza is more similar, meaning we don't pass in like the Taz, we pass in like the Magen Avram, where the halacha is that when you have dough that has additives that are eaten mamish in the middle of the meal, like cheese and meat, etc. So the halacha is that that's considered bread l'choldavar and you'd have to wash even on, even on, on one bite. Lemaisa, what should you do? We should ask Rav. They say in the name of Ramosha uh, in, in America, it's not written down at anywhere, uh, but it's quoted uh, in the name of Ramosha, that one slice is, is always mizonots and two slices is, is amotzi. So obviously Ramosha learned that pizza 
in, in it, meaning those that are saying it in his name, obviously learn that pizza is considered pasta babakisni, um, and therefore under 200 grams would not be considered, uh, would not be considered kviyasuda, but lemaisa, it seems the majority of poskim are machmer, and you should ask your Rav to see uh, exactly what you should do. So that's with regards to pizza dough that's made out of flour and water. What about pizza dough that's made with fruit juices? So here, that's clearly considered pasta babakisni, right? According to Sephardim, the fruit juices just need to be a little bit tasted. You don't need a majority, but according to Ashkenazim, you need to have uh, at least 51% of the liquid needs to be, um, needs to be of uh, fruit juices or of honey or of, uh, of milk or whatever it is. So what's Allah here? Under 200 grams, you make a mazona sanal Above 345 grams, you would wash and make a, and make a mozi uh, and then bench at the end. In between uh, 200 and 345, you should try to avoid it. If you get to 200, if you get in between 200 and 345, so then it would depend. If you're full, uh, the Allah is you would wash, uh, the Allah is you make, you bench at the end. If you're not full, so then the Allah is you just make an alamichi at the end. What happens if you started, you had one slice, which was less than 200 grams, and then you wanted to go and eat more and conclude to 345 grams. So that's what we said uh, before at the beginning of this year, where it depends if you have 345 grams in front of you and you plan on eating all the 345 grams, that lacha is you should wash, make an al-til sadai, make a moti, eat the 345 grams, and then bench. But let's say you just had one slice, and now you want to have another slice, and in conjunction, both slices would be more than 345 grams. What do you do in such a situation? You make a mazonos, because you didn't have in mind to eat that second slice, and then you bench at the end. And next year, we'll discuss all the other uh, various pastries and which box they fall into.